Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is July 21st, 2020. I got about five different uh, segments for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Lead off segment is entitled Netflix does the best docuseries. I think everybody knows this, man. Um, I've been watching this one um, or I watched one over the weekend. I didn't complete it called Rotten. And it basically talks about all the different products that America consumes and how they're made and the politics and the the um, the uh, work or lack thereof that is done to get those products to Americans like milk, honey, chocolate and it's very informative. Um, I've watched several um netflix uh docuseries in the past and they've all they're always um provided great information um i don't think anybody does it better man i think um um you know their work is better than some of these uh quote-unquote news networks um like i eat um i like honey and it just it just showed how China was basically undercutting the honey market. I mean, China is like ruthless, man. It's like everything in this country that we have, that we get, is made in China. We got to get away from that. <laughs> um, but let me know what you think. Um, I advise that if you have Netflix, go check out that... Um, that docuseries rotten man it's pretty good i'm i'm not sponsored by netflix i wish i was but um it's just a great uh docuseries in my opinion you can learn a lot about how some of the foods that you enjoy are made and what how politics and big business and um how um you know slave labor is used to make these products um, so let me know what you think about this first segment. All right, moving on to the next segment. Is social media really that addictive? And I would not for me because I don't be on social media like that. But um, you just I mean, <laughs> especially now that we in the pandemic era. I mean, the the addiction to social media is probably times 10 now. Um, you got females out here. I mean, this has been going on since, like, forever. But, you know, female is just more accepted now, I guess. These young females out here getting naked on <laughs> the Internet for, for, you know, 15 bucks a month or whatever. Um, I don't know what it is because... My thing is, I, why would I pay somebody to do that when I can just go to some other site and get it for free? It it just doesn't make sense to me why people would do that. But if you're into that, you know, um, you know that fifteen bucks can go in my gas tank. 
That's how I look at it. But, I mean, you're talking about Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Periscope. Um, um, I forget the other one. Um, Snapchat. Um, I think those are like the main ones. Um, and um, I be on Periscope because... Um, you know, people do like video games with the uh, NCAA 14. So I try to catch those uh, shows or whatever. And you just scrolling up and down. You just see what some of these people are doing. I'm not knocking them. It's a free country. You do what you want to do. But, <laughs> you know, I, I know it's a record of that stuff being kept somewhere. So I just be scared like. You go in for a job interview or whatever, and they just pull up all your social media stuff. On oh, this day, you said this. On this day, you posted this video. On this day, you did this video. I don't need that in my life. But just the, it's just, I couldn't even imagine having social media back in the day, man. I probably wouldn't have made it out of high school. The cell phone thing was just just coming on. Like my senior year in high school, you started seeing kids with cell phones. You know, it wasn't they had they had just started like a rule where you couldn't bring your cell phone into the school. You had to leave it in your car. They it was like like the third or fourth quarter of my senior year. They started doing that. And you know, text messaging wasn't even a thing then it was just people talking on the phones in class i mean p kids were that bold back then man um so i don't know in conclusion on this second segment i would say yeah social media is that addictive with the advent of the smartphone and apps and the internet yeah most definitely and i can only see it getting worse so let me know what you think about this uh, second segment. All right. All right. Getting into the Florida State stuff. My prediction on the rushing, receiving and passing leaders for the 2020 season. And we just going to take this with a grain of salt because we don't know if the season is going to be played yet. My prediction for the Russian leader is going to be Kaylin LeBorn. It's his time. It's got to be his time. Former five-star recruit, um, you know, has had some injury problems, Has was in Jimbo Fisher's doghouse, played a lot last season. And this is his year, man, to come on and show us what he got. So I'm predicting Kalen LeBorn as the Russian leader. I'll say he'll get 800 yards. And maybe 10 touchdowns. That's my prediction for him. Um, receiving. Come on. We know it's going to be Tamori and Terry. But I think it's going to be very hard for him this year. Because I can see defenses and defensive coordinators rolling the coverage to him. So I think DJ Matthews and um, Keyshawn Helton. I think they're going to have good years too. Um. 
But my prediction is Scary Terry will go over 1,000 yards. I think he'll have 10 touchdowns. And I'll say he'll do it on at least 60 catches. That's my prediction. Um, passing leader, I mean, James Blackman. I think he's going to start the year. Um, whether he keeps the job or not is really going to be up to him. I don't think he's going to have a long um, – I don't think he's going to have a long leash to to make mistakes. But I also think that the offensive coordinator and the head coach have to put this guy in a situation where he can succeed. His, his, um, his weaknesses is dropping back reading coverages. His strength is – getting the ball out of his hands as soon as possible. You got all these playmakers all over the place, um, receivers, tight ends, running backs. You got to get the ball in their hands and, you know, leave the decision um, as minimal as possible when it comes to James Blackman. I think the more he develops, the more he'll be able to drop back and read coverages. But, you know, I look back at his freshman year. He did an awesome job at that, just dropping back, making plays. And then, you know, as time went on, it just seems like he got worse at it. So, I don't know, man. But my prediction is James Blackman will be the passing leader for 2020. Yards, touchdowns, uh, attempts, completions, all of that. Um, barn injury, of course. Um so let me know what you think about that uh, third segment. Uh, moving on to the next segment, fourth segment. Uh, will the defense be better at run defense or pass defense? Man, this is going to be tough right here. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we sucked at pass defense. That's, I mean, and... Everything works hand in hand. Okay, if we can actually generate a pass rush, I think the pass defense will be better. I think you you've acquired a lot of defensive line talent through uh recruiting and uh transfer portals. Um but you look good on paper. And we we know looking good on paper doesn't necessarily translate to the field. And you have to have a defensive coordinator that can, you know, scheme something up to make either the run defense or the pass defense great. Um, but I'm going to quit avoiding the question. Uh, I think that this defense will be better at run defense. I think you've acquired a lot of guys that will be able to rotate with Durden and Wilson and Kando and Robinson that you will be able to keep them fresh enough that they can play good in the third and fourth quarters. Um, so I'm predicting that uh, run defense will be the strength of the defense. And I think we'll be able to generate a better pass rush this year, and I think the pass defense will improve. Um, but you've added Miko Dotson, the leading interceptor in the nation last season. Um, 
you've added some players on the defensive line and that linebacker. I think it's gonna the defense is gonna be the strength of the team, man. I really do. Um, so let me know what you think about that segment. All right, last segment for this episode. What cornerback can take the opponent's best receiver every game? Uh I mean you would like to say Miko Dotson, but he's five eleven, what, one ninety? I mean, and the ACC has a lot of good receivers. Um, if they go to an all ACC schedule, they have a lot of um good receivers. Uh, I'm really anxious to see what Travis J is gonna do. Um, I'm really anxious to see what Akeem Dent is going to do when he plays corner and not play safety. I think he was playing out of position, but he was still able to get in position to make a lot of plays. He just didn't make them. But it says a lot that he can get in position to make those plays. He just got to make the interception. Um, I don't – Everybody, everybody's high on Asante Samuel. I just don't see it. I'm not hating on the guy. Okay? I think at some point he's going to be a pretty good player. But just from what I've seen, no, I haven't seen a great player yet. Um, I just haven't seen it. And I'm hoping that he turns into a great player. Uh, But if I had to pick a guy, I mean, I guess you got to go with Miko Dotson. I mean, I would love to say Travis J or Akeem Dent, but, you know, I don't think they're even going to be starters, which I, I'm still shaking my head at, you know, Akeem Dent was a five-star recruit and, you know, Travis J, I mean, he could be the next great Florida State DB, um, But I guess we'll have to go with Miko Dotson um, until we see otherwise. Because um, I watched some highlights on him on YouTube. He's he's a pretty good player. I, I mean, when the ball is in the air, he, he can make a play on it. That's the one thing I can say about him. Um, fast. Uh, I guess 5'11 is somewhat of a decent size for a cornerback. You prefer your corners to be six foot and up um, because every basically everybody's gone to the big receiver model. Um, but I say Miko Dotson, but I don't think they're going to play that type of scheme. I think it's going to be left corner, right corner, and you just play man, zone, whatever, and you just go from there. I don't think they're going to have like a certain guy following a receiver, but if they did, I guess you would go with Miko Dotson. Um, and I, I would put Travis J second. Um, I would put Travis J first if he would have played last season, and I can actually back up that pick, but I can't do it. So that's gonna conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube, it's available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. Uh, Please wear a mask. Please social distance. Please do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. Please do your research on vitamins. And 
As always, go Knowles.